our top story tonight. Injuries, injuries across the NFL, including some superstars and some not quite superstars, but have played like some superstars. We're talking about Christian McCaffrey, superstar, Debo Samuel, superstar, David Montgomery, Kyron Williams playing like superstars. So many injuries that we now must adjust to. So we're going to cover all of that and more on Player Profiler today. And so, of course, we start with the biggest superstar in fantasy football. Not real football. That is obviously Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. But in fantasy football, there is no bigger superstar than Christian McCaffrey. The way he has played to start the season, he is the clear MVP. He should have gone 101 over Justin Jefferson. And that was before the Justin Jeffer Jefferson injury. But we just didn't know what to expect with Christian McCaffrey. It was such a small sample size with the 49ers. And we had an even smaller sample size where Elijah Mitchell was cutting into some of that workload. And so we took the safe pick in Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. But Christian McCaffrey has been ridiculous. And now he could be set to miss some time. He has an oblique injury. And we saw Jalen Waddell was fine with his oblique injury. He played through it. We also saw Tua Tagovailoa play through an oblique injury. So we have seen players go through an oblique injury. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown dealing, or his was an abdominal, not an oblique, but we have seen players in the past deal with an oblique injury, play through it, and they're fine. They don't really suffer. But what has us a little bit worried is Christian McCaffrey had an MRI today, and we don't have the results of the MRI usually. When it's not a big deal, we hear right away. Teams can't wait to tell us how healthy this player is, even with their injury. Haven't heard anything about Christian McCaffrey yet, though we have heard that he's got a chance to play Monday. The 49ers have said that all three of their injured superstars do have a chance to play. So we'll follow the practice reports throughout the week, whether or not Christian McCaffrey practices, and he'll have the extra day. We'll find out on Saturday whether or not Christian McCaffrey practices this week because they play on Monday night, so they get the extra day of recovery. We'll let you know if Christian McCaffrey is playing or not. If he's not, the backup, everyone is obviously going to flock to Elijah Mitchell, and Elijah Mitchell is the best backup for the 49ers, but Elijah Mitchell has also struggled with health, and we saw in Elijah Mitchell's first game back coming off the knee injury again, another injury for Elijah Mitchell, that it was Jordan Mason, not Elijah Mitchell, that was in there first. Now, I do expect with another week to get healthy that we will see more Elijah Mitchell, especially because Elijah Mitchell is just better than Jordan Mason. He is more electric. He is a better runner of the football. He can do more in the passing game. Jordan Mason is the kind of guy that will just get you what is blocked, but has a pretty solid performance. Five carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown, 5.4 yards per carry to Minus three yards on two carries for Elijah Mitchell. And again, he's coming off injury. This is not a true show of his performance, but Jordan Mason, absolutely worth an ad, a speculative ad, just in case Christian McCaffrey misses time, just in case he ends up passing Elijah Mitchell in the workload that we're about to see. And the interesting thing for the 49ers too, is they've got this week to play next week to play. And then the bye. So could Christian McCaffrey sit two games and then rest up a third week 
on the bye just to get fully healthy? Very possible. It's possible Debo Samuel is going to miss Monday Night Football as well. He has a shoulder injury. His left arm ends up going numb. X-rays are negative. There's nothing broken. But he is officially day-to-day with a shoulder injury. And if anything happens to Debo Samuel, it's going to be Ray Ray McLeod who fills right in for that role. I know what you're thinking. Well, Jawan Jennings is the wide receiver three. So wouldn't he be the new wide receiver two with Debo out? No, not the way the 49ers run their offense. Cause we all know Debo Samuel is not a true wide receiver. He's got this super specialized role and his direct backup is Ray Ray McLeod. So even though Jawan Jennings is the wide receiver three, Ray Ray McLeod, when Debo goes down, he ends up playing more snaps, running more routes than Jawan Jennings because of what he can offer as a runner out of the backfield, taking jet sweeps. So if Debo is out, Ray Ray McLeod is actually the direct backup. Do not go out and trifle with Jawan Jennings. The final injury for the 49ers that we got to talk about, Trent Williams. He's got an ankle injury, not a high ankle. Sounds like it's a low ankle sprain, but he is officially day to day. We'll see. We'll see if all these players end up playing on Monday. If I had to rank it, I think Christian McCaffrey is probably most likely. And then I think it's probably Trent Williams. And then I think it's Debo Samuel. I think Debo is going to miss Trent Williams probably misses as well. But Christian McCaffrey, I would call a true toss up at this point, but it's not just them. And it's not even just them in the NFC West. We've got more injuries to cover right after this word from the pop father. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you could 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. 
That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45 a year. Not not a week. A, a year. A year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. Absolutely love the DFS Dominator. It's going to be doing some extra work this weekend with all the injuries that we have, including in the NFC West still, the Los Angeles Rams backfield is in total disarray. Kyron Williams has an ankle sprain. It is a reportedly a low ankle sprain, so we probably think he's out one to two weeks Three would be the extreme end of a low ankle sprain, but Kyron Williams probably not playing this weekend. And he doesn't have his backup there either. Ronnie Rivers suffers an MCL sprain. He's going to be out four to six weeks. He's probably headed to the injured reserve, which means Zach Evans is now the running back one for the Los Angeles Rams. Zach Evans, everyone's favorite star out of, was he old Miss? I can't even remember now. It was so long ago. And I was so uninterested in Zach Evans. I was not in on Zach Evans at any point. He disappointed all throughout the pre-draft process. But still, opportunity could be there for Zach Evans. Or it could go to Royce Freeman, who the Rams signed off the practice squad. He's now on the active roster, but has been with the team since the preseason. Or it could just be Daryl Henderson. He's back, signs to the practice squad. Obviously, he's going to take some time to get into game shape. But Daryl Henderson knows this offense. And as we just saw from the Arizona Cardinals, they weren't afraid to put a veteran running back who knows the offense in Damian Williams into the lineup. I don't think the Rams are going to hesitate to play Daryl Henderson if anything goes wrong with Zach Evans or Royce Freeman. And so... Just a headache, just an absolute headache for the Los Angeles Rams. Hate to see it, but we're going to be without a clear answer at running back for Los Angeles, at least with the Lions. David Montgomery is out. We know what to expect. David Montgomery dealing with a rib cartilage injury. That's what connects the rib bones to the sternum right here. And so last year, we had a similar injury. Alvin Kamara misses one game with a cartilage injury. David Montgomery, probably going to miss at least one game. But then they play the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Do you need David Montgomery for the Las Vegas Raiders? Especially when you've got a bye after that. So David Montgomery very well could end up missing two games. It would be three games that you're without him because he has the bye week after that. But that'll be the decision that the Lions have to make in the meantime. Jameer Gibbs is ramping back up to play. He's missed the past two games with a hamstring injury, but Dan Campbell says it looks good for his chances to play this weekend. So could we finally see the Jameer Gibbs breakout? Could we finally see him truly unleashed? It is absolutely possible against the Baltimore Ravens, a defense that performed well this past week, but they've had their ups and downs. The Ravens defense isn't what it once was, but they've improved throughout the season. But I still think Jameer Gibbs could make a player too. We'll also see a little bit of Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds, the big block to spring him on Ross St. Brown for the touchdown that's gone viral this weekend. He is the RB3 for the Detroit Lions, and he steps in for David Montgomery. Doesn't do a whole lot against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's a stout run defense, but 
expect to see him getting some of the grinder carries for the Detroit Lions. They also have Divine Azigbo on the practice squad. He was elevated last week with Jameer Gibbs out, so expect to see him as the RB3. And Muhammad Ibrahim, the rookie running back undrafted out of Minnesota. He re-signs the practice squad for the Detroit Lions. Could Leonard Fournette be a solution for the Detroit Lions? Probably not. They're probably happy with David Montgomery RB1, Jameer Gibbs RB2, Craig Reynolds RB3. And they probably think, okay, we can get by. It'll suck with the Ravens to just have Jameer Gibbs and Craig Reynolds. But against the Raiders, it'll be fine. And then after that, we're going to be fully healthy. So that's probably the Lions' thoughts. The Ravens could also use Leonard Fournette, given what we've seen from the Ravens' backfield. Justice Hill's dealt with injuries. Gus Edwards isn't the player that he used to be. We're all waiting for the Keaton Mitchell breakout, but could the Leonard Fournette end up with the Ravens? Or could Leonard Fournette end up with the Rams? At this point, it seems unlikely now that they've already signed Daryl Henderson to the practice squad, but we can dream. Anyways, it doesn't get better from here on out. The injuries around the NFL just never stop. They are all so bad. Justin Fields. No Justin Fields this week. At least that's what we're expecting. He's got a dislocated thumb on his throwing hand. No surgery is imminent. They're hoping that they can just rehab it. The swelling will go down and he'll be fine. Because a thumb surgery would mean that Justin Fields is out indefinitely. Probably misses the rest of the season. Which... I wouldn't blame Justin Fields if he sat the rest of the season, got healthy, and just got traded somewhere else for a fresh start because it's bad with the Chicago Bears. He's officially doubtful for now, but there's no chance that he's going to play this weekend. Instead, it's going to be Tyson Bajant, the undrafted free agent out of Shepard, who should have been drafted an absolutely prolific passer in college, even at a lower level. So he's going to be starting for the Chicago Bears, had his first rushing touchdown of his career without Justin Fields in the lineup filling in for him. And it's looking like he's going to be up against Aiden O'Connell because Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a back injury. He was taken to the hospital during or after the game. He's fine, but the reason they do that, especially if it's a rib back injury, they want to make sure that there's no internal injuries, internal bleeding, anything like that. So Jimmy Garoppolo, back injury, taken to the hospital. It's fine. It's nothing big, but does look like he is going to be out at least this week, if not longer. So we get Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Bajan. And people might overreact. Well, when Jimmy went down, Brian Hoyer entered the offense. Well, that is very different. Having a rookie quarterback who didn't take reps throughout the week, because he's the backup, and the backup really doesn't take reps during practice throughout the week. So to say, hey, Tyson or uh, Aiden O'Connell, I know you haven't really practiced this week. I know you haven't really practiced this season. I know you're still learning, but we're going to throw you into the lineup. No, the Raiders actually make the correct decision here going with Brian Hoyer, who is one of the worst backup quarterbacks in the NFL, but they're not throwing him to the Wolves like they'd be doing with Aiden O'Connell. This time, they get a full week of practice for Aiden O'Connell taking reps with the starters, and it'll be okay. Hopefully, he has a better performance this time. And hopefully we get a better performance from Ryan Tannehill's backup as well. Because Ryan Tannehill, while the Titans are on by this week, Ryan Tannehill's probably out next week. Probably out the week after. Probably out the week after that, Ryan Tannehill has another high ankle sprain on his right ankle. You'll all remember that's the injury that caused him to miss five games last year and struggle through many more. He ends up getting surgery in the offseason. And now Ryan Tannehill has the same injury. 
doesn't need surgery right now. Could end up getting surgery down the road, but it looks like Ryan Tannehill with a high ankle sprain. It's a four to six week injury. So that's four games minimum that we would hope Ryan Tannehill would miss if he's being treated fairly or being treated properly. But we all see even Saquon Barkley returns early from a high ankle sprain. Austin Eckler, not the same even after (coughs) taking the full four weeks. But Ryan Tannehill, the fact that he had this injury last year, the fact that he had surgery on it, would not be surprised to see him miss more than the four games. Wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan Tannehill shut down for the season, which would suck, which would be unfortunate for Ryan Tannehill. And it would give the Titans a chance to embrace the tank, something that they should have done, something that they should already be doing. Trade Derrick Henry, start either Malik Willis or Will Levis. Malik Willis was the backup for the Titans. There's no word on who they're going to start with Ryan Tannehill out. I imagine it's going to be Malik Willis, and that's a bad sign for Will Levis based on what we've seen from Malik Willis early, but maybe they're just protecting Will Levis, or maybe they're giving Malik Willis the chance to show us what he is just to make sure he hasn't improved. And he was better. He was better this past weekend, Malik Willis, when he filled in for Tannehill, but still taking way too many stacks. Still not good. Other quarterback injuries across the NFL, Deshaun Watson is still day-to-day. He's making progress, but he is still day-to-day, as is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, on a short week, dealing with a knee injury. He missed practice yesterday, does practice today, and he is wearing a brace. It seems as though Trevor Lawrence going to wear a brace on Thursday against the New Orleans Saints, but it does seem he is going to play with what is being called a knee sprain. And we imagine... That's probably code for a sprained MCL. Maybe it's a a PCL. Very unlikely that it's a sprained ACL. We would probably have a word on that, and they'd probably be a lot more worried. But Trevor Lawrence dealing with a sprained knee officially day-to-day. Sounds like he is going to play, given that he practiced with with a brace earlier today. But we'll see. If Trevor Lawrence does miss C.J. Beathard, 2-10 and in his NFL career, 18 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. He would be the one to start for the Jaguars. Also looks like the Jags are not going to have Zay Jones. He doesn't practice today or yesterday. As for the Saints, a little bit better for the Saints. Derek Carr, limited Monday, upgraded to full on Tuesday. Remember, he's dealing with that shoulder, clavicle, collarbone injury that he suffered. So Derek Carr looks like he is recovering well. His backup, or at least his third string backup, Jake Hayner, returns from a six-game suspension. He has been activated, and he will return to the Saints roster. Late-round draft pick by the New Orleans Saints. Chris Alave is limited with a toe injury. Jawan Johnson, still not practicing, still dealing with a calf injury. Still doesn't look like he's ready to make his return. Saints fans are upset because Jawan Johnson has missed a bunch of time. He's missed enough time that they should have just put him on injured reserve, but mistakes were made. They thought Jawan Johnson could get through it, like Joe Burrow has with his calf injury. Doesn't work. And so Jawan Johnson stays injured. They do get Jamal Williams back at practice, though. He's limited today and yesterday. Looks like Jamal Williams will make his return. Will be interesting to see if he's the RB2 or RB3, whether it's Jamal Williams or Kendry Miller as the backup to Alvin Kamara. Remains to be seen. Jamal Williams still officially on injured reserve, but he's working his way back from the hamstring injury. Deontay Johnson looking to make his return from injured reserve as well. Also a hamstring injury. His status on Sunday will be determined by how much he practices this week. 
So it's starting to look good for Deontay Johnson's return. Same with Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth also dealing with a hamstring injury. He plans to play against the Los Angeles Rams this weekend, and they might have their left tackle, Dan Moore, back. He misses week five with an MCL. Then the Steelers have the bye. Plans to play, but will he be starting? Because Broderick Jones looked pretty damn good for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rookie first-round pick that they traded up for. Lots of influx with the Pittsburgh Steelers lineup. Lots of influx with injuries across the NFL, but some things are starting to look better, including Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray may make his return to practice tomorrow, which would mean the Cardinals have 21 days to activate Kyler Murray from the injured reserve, which means in three weeks, at most, the Cardinals will have to decide whether Kyler Murray is returning this season or if he's just going to stay on IR all year. But it looks good for the Kyler Murray return. He's going to start practicing as soon as tomorrow. Looking good. Looking good for Kyler Murray. Looking good for Aaron Rodgers, who continues to say that he is way ahead of schedule. He is still pushing to return for the New York Jets. Remember, Cam Akers, five months and 28 days. But if we go essentially six months from September... October, November, December, January, February, March. And no. Even if Aaron Rodgers is superhuman, he's not returning this year from the torn Achilles. Not happening. Speaking of the Packers, though, and Aaron Rodgers and his former team, Aaron Jones practices in full today. Finished as the running back one the last time he was fully healthy against the Chicago Bears and now gets the Denver Broncos. Whoo! If Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones finally returns, is finally healthy. Very exciting, very enticing against the Denver Broncos. Now, some will panic because the Packers also signed James Robinson, the former Jaguars running back, but nothing to fear here. This is actually an indictment on Patrick Taylor, who has been the third string running back for the Packers for a couple of years now. Hasn't done anything at any point, and now it looks like he is on his way out and is going to be replaced by James Robinson. Not an indictment on Aaron Jones. Moving on to another injury around the NFL, but this time to a rookie, it's Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, his shoulder is still being evaluated. And according to owner Jim Irsay, he's probably going to be done for the season. He's probably going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. But this isn't news. People are overreacting to this, acting like, oh, this is brand new information. Anthony Richardson is officially done. This is so bad. No, we already knew this. We've been talking about this since the injury happened that, okay, Colts are going to wait three weeks. At that point, they will decide, is this injury worth continuing to rehab? Is the rehab going well? Or will he get shoulder surgery? So no, I am not overreacting to Jim Ursay talking about injuries because he doesn't know. He just doesn't. He's not a physiotherapist. He's not a doctor. He is just a guy talking, answering a question. And yeah, there's a good chance Anthony Richardson does get season-ending shoulder surgery. But we're not going to know for at least another two weeks. So we'll find out then if Anthony Richardson is getting his shoulder surgery. Other Colts to be injured. Alec Pierce suffers a shoulder injury. Monitor that, whether or not he's going to be out. Kylan Granson is in concussion protocol, the tight end for the Colts. And Grover Stewart, defensive tackle. He is suspended for six games for violating the PED rules of the NFL. Other rookies around the NFL, wide receivers. We've got some pretty good wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba 
in his first game coming out of the bye. Great news. 40 routes run for Jackson Smith and Jigba out of the bye week. Looks like the Seahawks are making a conscious effort to feature him more in the lineup. Only two less routes than Metcalf and Lockett. Five targets for Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's fine as well. Second or technically third behind Metcalf and Lockett who tie with eight targets. So that's all fine for JSN. Jordan Addison sees a lot more playing time. He is now officially in two wide receiver sets for the Minnesota Vikings. Five targets, ties for second on the team with K.J. Osborne. We want to see him out target K.J. Osborne, obviously. But 28 yards and a TD. I'm all right with that. Zay Flowers scores his first touchdown of his NFL career as well. Eight targets, leads the team. Zay Flowers is the wide receiver one out of all the rookies this year. Long term, I still prefer JSN and Jordan Addison, but Zay Flowers is the guy this year, but it's not all sunshine. It's not all sunshine for these wide receivers. You already know Quentin Johnston, zero receptions, two targets. One of his targets, he gets absolutely bodied by Stephon Gilmore on the game ending interception. If Quentin Johnston is a stronger wide receiver, stronger route runner, no pick. Game continues to go. Quinton Johnston has just been so bad this year. You have to hope it'll get better. Quinton Johnston, we all knew he was a project, but for a win-now team like the Los Angeles Chargers, it didn't make sense for them to draft a project in Quinton Johnston. Obviously, it's exacerbated by Mike Williams' injury, but this is just, whew, it's bad for Quinton Johnston. Other good rookies, though, Bijan Robinson, good news. He runs a season-high 45 routes, so Bijan Robinson is who we thought he was. And Michael Mayer looks like he is who we expected him to be as well. Career-high snaps, routes, targets, receptions, yards across the board. This is the best game of Michael Mayer's career. Second on the team in targets, he has six. One more target than Devontae Adams, one less target than Jacoby Myers. Tied for team lead with five receptions and leads the Raiders with 76 yards. So Michael Mayer looks like the breakout is here. Luke Musgrave, mini breakout last week. Didn't play this week. He was on by. And I guess it's not a true breakout for Michael Mayer yet, but it is coming. This tight end class is absolutely ridiculous. Other news across the NFL. Damian Pierce sees Fewer snaps than Devin Singletary for the first time this year. Not good. Not good at all. Maybe go out and add Devin Singletary. Maybe he's the new RB1 for the Houston Texans. I know he's just a guy, but so is Damian Pierce. And if they're both just guys, whoever's getting the snaps is the one that's worth something in fantasy football. So keep an eye on that. It's just a one-week thing so far, but 52% of the snaps played for Devin Singletary, only 35 for Damian Pierce. Something to monitor. It's absolutely something to monitor. Whereas Isaiah Pacheco, season high, 89% of the carries for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco is the bell cow that we were hoping for. Other news and notes across the NFL. Carolina Panthers have made a change at offensive coordinator, or at least at play caller. Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, he will now call plays for Bryce Young. Frank Reich is stepping down. And this is just a mess in Carolina. We've already heard the divide that, ooh, not good. 
between Frank Reich and the owner, David Tepper, that there was some disagreement on who was going to be taken first overall. We all know they wanted CJ Stroud. Owner forces Bryce Young. And then when it comes to getting Bryce Young acclimated to the NFL, okay, well, Frank Reich's playbook is too wordy. Too much going on here. Okay, well, Frank Reich now pivots and says, well, this was always part of the plan. I always planned to give Thomas Brown the keys to the car, eventually let him call plays. But just I, I decided the bye week was the time to do it. If you say so, but it's really starting to look bad for the Carolina Panthers. 100% my decision per Frank Reich. Whereas it also admits David Tepper has been part of the conversations. So think of that what you will. The Panthers are in absolute shambles, as are the Denver Broncos. They could fire defensive coordinator Vance Joseph in the near future. There are rumors that Rex Ryan could out of, come out of retirement and become the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. He obviously works at ESPN right now. The problem with that, the thing that makes that unlikely, is the fact that they already interviewed him and it didn't go well. And so probably not going to be Rex Ryan, but the Broncos very well might need a change at the defensive coordinator because it has been absolutely terrible. And the final team that we've been talking about potentially needing a change, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Adam Butler, defensive tackle for the Las Vegas Raiders, played for Bill Belichick for about four years, felt snubbed after the game, says Belichick completely ignored him, not even a wave, not even a congrats, not even a you look good, not even a middle finger. He said that would have been better than just getting snubbed by Bill Belichick. And something that has snuck up on all of us, something that I don't think anyone realized. We talk about how Bill Belichick, well, he wants to keep it going because he wants Don Shula's all-time record for most wins in the NFL. And that's great. I hope he gets that. Probably not going to be with the Patriots, but maybe it's with someone else. Maybe someone takes a chance on Bill Belichick next year. But what might happen this year with the New England Patriots, I don't think anyone noticed this, but we are now eight games away from Bill Belichick tying Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves. Remember, Jeff Fisher got fired before he could take the record. But Bill Belichick is just eight games away from being the most losing coach in NFL history.